Byron, you're sitting uh, across from me in my home in Los Angeles, but not for long. Enjoy it while it lasts, Landon, (laughs) because I am leaving the country tomorrow for Tokyo, Japan. Starting a new endeavor. So this is (laughs) I thought you were going to say starting a new life. Starting a new life. Some people jump goodbye to everything you've known. Some people jump on a (laughs) boxcar to parts unknown. Some people fly business class United Polaris. From L.A. to Tokyo. But this isn't Improv Drifter. No, no. (laughs) This is Improv Ambassador. Yes! Uh, Welcome, everybody, to uh, Improv Ambassador. This is my new name, my new brand, and it comes with a new mission that I'm really excited about. Uh, Don't worry if you liked Totally Effin' Lost. this is this especially this podcast will be much of the same content right. of us talking about the places I'm going. But yeah, I I had an epiphany and I thought that I should try and do an improv comedy show in every country in the world. And so I've changed my name and I'm starting that quest you've tomorrow. Changed, you've changed your brand. You're still Byron. I am. So yeah. that's, you know, it's not like... Unless it's really <laughs> successful, and then I will legally change my name to... Uh, <laughs> Improv Ambassador, Ambassador. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's a smart idea because you're basically doing that anyway. You know, you're going to be in these places. You know, uh, you know, you've been an experienced improviser and performer and teacher for a long time. So why not share that, and why not use that as the reason that you're kind of... Uh, traveling around. I think it gives it more direction. Yeah. And, and for me personally, that's something that I really thrive on is having a target and having a goal and something to drive towards. Um, you know, before it was always kind of going to the next place, which was great and it was fun, but I, I never felt with, with totally up and lost. I never felt I had a, a really compelling reason for people to follow me other than like, I'm funny and, and I take good pictures and I have a drone and stuff like that. <laughs> and But the thing is, I'm still going to be doing all of those things, but I'm also going to be trying to actually do this thing and perform improv comedy in all of these countries, um, some of which know what improv is, some of which I think don't. Um, but I was surprised. I'm starting in Asia and many of the countries there have an improv scene. And, yeah. And... Uh, and almost every country in Europe has an improv scene. Obviously, I've been there a lot, um, as you've heard all of our previous episodes, you know, except about the one where I went camping uh, at the beach here in my, with my friends or when you went to Seattle. Uh, it's all been Europe. Uh, so I'm really excited to go um, to the opposite part of the world to start this. And I think so it's it's curious or it's kind of it's cool that with improvisation and we get really spoiled about, especially with the pandemic. It like the pandemic feels like it shrunk uh, everything a little bit. And improv is its own little world. It's a little community, a little culture, uh, and it's pretty small. Like you would think that, uh, well, improvisation being around since you know probably the fifties or sixties in America anyway. Um, that you know, oh, it's huge, and there's all these people, and there's you know hundreds and hundreds of people, but it's really not the case. There's there's a bunch of theaters, and there's a bunch of people, but 
it's kind of insular. Everybody kind of knows each other, or at least have heard of each other. It's cool to blow that up wide open and, and see what's out there internationally. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and we do shows at the West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, and that's kind of been our second homes. All you know, most of our friends are there, and that we've been a part of that little insular community that you're talking about. So, what about being a part of those communities in all these different countries? Yeah, I also think it's just going to be a great way to explore and learn about a place is being, uh, you know, a, a temporary part of a community like ours. Like, think about if someone was doing what I'm doing from a different country and came to the West Side, we would really welcome them in, and we would we would want to show off the best of our city and our theater, and I, I, th- I would jump at the opportunity to welcome someone like that. So I, I hope that extends. <laughs> you, I hope that right. extends outward. Right. Um, but, yeah, and and – Another reason why I'm doing this is I miss performing. Yeah. And it's been a big part of my life the past 12 years, you know, even before that. And so I'm excited to get on stage and, um, you know, I kind of kick myself that I didn't think of this earlier. <laughs> um, you know, I think we talked uh, when I was in Athens, I went to an open mic, um, but no one, you know, no one spoke English. Right. Um, and I, so there was that, part of me that was still like drawn to improv and comedy but then I and not because of that experience but I just I just drifted away from it and I stopped pursuing it um but I'm glad to I don't know I'm I'm excited about this I'm glad it's I'm glad it's back so I wonder what I'd be curious and I am curious to know your experiences through this and good thing too because Hey, we're going to continue this podcast and we'll still do all these check ins that we have done before. Yeah. But, you know, improvisation is such a uh, well, you know, it it started as we know it in in America. But so sometimes people will say it's a uniquely American art form, which I I get. But I would just say it's it's a human experience. It's a human thing. It's about connection and creativity. So that doesn't you know, that's there's nothing uniquely anything about that other than human beings. So I'd be curious to know how people view improvisation and how they do improvisation in other cultures uh, that are not, you know, Western cultures. I am also very excited to see that and and audiences. Um, You know, I've done hundreds and hundreds of shows here in the States for every kind of audience you could imagine. Obviously, at the West Side, it's... um, a social audience and there's a bar and it's, you know, you can use, it can be pretty raunchy sometimes and use uh, <laughs> vulgar language. Or I've also done shows in Iowa at a community college at noon in the cafeteria in front of people who are not expecting to see an improv show at all. And who are all under, under 21, the best place to do comedy <laughs> by far a nooner in Iowa. It, yeah. It's, um, I, I love every tour experience that I had. And, um, but so I've seen every, every kind of audience that you could throw at me, you know, 2000 people on the basketball court at Villanova, not the ideal number for an improv show. I will tell you, <laughs> but they still liked it. And we adapted the show to do a lot of line games, things into microphones. Um, but I've performed for every 
conceivable audience uh, in the United States. And so uh, I am curious about how people respond to improv abroad. So, okay. What is something that you are either nervous or unsure about going into this whole new venture? Nervous? I would say everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, um, yeah, I get, okay, here's what I'm nervous about. Anytime I've done, when I've done all these improv shows, I've done it with people that have done improv before or that know improv, or more importantly, that I have a previous relationship with. These are my friends. You know, I'm, I've been spent 12 hours in a van every day right. with them traveling from venue to venue. Uh, or like us, you know, we met, you know, we would do a show and then we talk for two hours at the bar after the show and hang out. So we have a connection. I'm going in as a stranger, as an alien. And that is a real um, detriment for doing improv because you know, half of it is big choices and emotion and energy, and the other half is chemistry. Right. And I won't have that. I'll be coming in cold. So part of what I'm nervous about is is not – and I'm going to join teams that have been doing it or uh, people, you know, that have been doing it. And I don't want to be um, – the wrench in the works. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I don't want to be this literally foreign object that has uh, been tossed in. So that's been something that's on my mind. I don't, I, I want to um, build chemistry with these folks on a quickly right. and, and be a part of it. And, you know, I have to adjust my play style to be more supportive you know, I'm happy to do a, a show and just be a, a tree in every scene. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm nervous about um, just because the best improv I've always done has always been with the people I have the most chemistry with. So have you contacted the State Department to let them know <laughs> that you are, you know, going out as an ambassador? Right. Uh, I mean, this is an appointed position, I assume. Most ambassadorships are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm going to email him ask him where my paycheck is. <laughs> um payroll no. at whitehouse.gov. Yeah, no. I I'm not an official representative of the United States. I'm not even an official representative of the West Side Comedy Theater, you know, my home right. base. All of your views and opinions are your yeah. own. Yeah. Uh, if if a show goes south, I will be disavowed by <laughs> you know, the by the theater and by the state department. Uh, no, I'm not, uh, I, I do want to, um, I do want to hit up embassies. You, you and I have created this wonderful improv workshop, um, that I plan to offer, uh, to American companies or, or embassies abroad or, or anyone who, who wants to learn improv. The fun part about what we put together is the first hour can be taught without English. So I I don't know if that will come up, but we've, positioned it so that I can teach an hour of improv to people who don't speak any English and don't need to understand what I'm saying. Uh, so I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, and cool. I think that's a great angle, too, because in a very real way, uh, teaching all of this stuff, those that workshop itself, is it's all about trust and communication and building that, and that's valuable for anybody, uh, but sure. especially people who are you know either at embassies or working abroad. 
or doing things, you know, in a different country. Yeah. Uh, in addition to, you know, the the locals there, right? Like who yeah. could benefit from that as well. Yeah. And again, this is all if you think of it as a whole and the mission, it's, which I do, <laughs> great. Unfortunately, I do too, and it's very overwhelming. <laughs> it's very overwhelming, and and for me, I you know, I, I will sometimes think of worst case scenario, or I will try and think of every single step um, in, in a very unimprov mentality. Right. And if you do that, then I shouldn't even start. But <laughs> you know, because because it. It sounds impossible, and there's a million things that can go wrong. But I'm I'm trying to take it one country at a time, at least. And uh, I've reached out to people, and 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 my other worry, talking about worries, is that no one would give a crap, right? You know that that even if people do improv, they wouldn't want me butting in or something like that. Uh, and but I posted there's a Facebook group called improvisers in asia it's got about 350 members and i posted in there what i'm doing and the response was fantastic people were really excited reaching out to me from all different countries um and and trying to set things up so just that gave me a lot of confidence that that this is a good idea and and the whole part of why i'm doing this is because i want to promote improv and i want to promote these teams in far off places that like have just taken such a hit the yeah, past two years, right. all live comedy has. Right. Um, well, you know, and and that's that's a great angle too because speaking of that pandemic, that like it kind of closed off and amplified a lot of theaters in different places. That hey, we can't have shows, but we're a community still, and we can kind of communicate. It does that just on the global scale, which is really cool. Sure, and and you know we've done we've been on house teams and we've done shows and if you've done it for a long time with the same people, it's tough to get excited sometimes. And it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Your laughs. It seems like you understand I mean, what I'm you talking know, sometimes, about. Uh, most of the time, you sometimes enjoy people. or, you know, it's tough to invite the same friends right out to the same. And the show is never the same. That's right. the whole point. But, you know, if you do a show for a house team every two weeks or, you know, say our show Mission Improbable once a month, um, you know, th that once a month is easier. But but still, it's you, you, it's tough to ask the same people over and over again <laughs> right. to come out to your stuff. So something that I was excited about for this as far as pumping up other teams is like, hey, this is different. Yeah. And, and fun and come check this out. Right. You know, be, be a part of this thing. I, I'm making yeah, history new. here. Yeah, Landon. Right. I, I know. I I'm know. pretty sure no one's ever done this before, which is which is kind of shocking in a way, uh, given how many, uh, you know, actors who improvise uh, quickly run out of work. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah. But you then know, they can't afford to, to right. travel anywhere. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's uh, it, right? You know, not not. I will not be living a life of luxury here. But I've saved <laughs> up money from shows, and um, I think I've, we're pretty lucky. Wayne Brady got on Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> uh, so that he's knocked out of the picture, and you can go travel the world. Yeah, exactly. But if uh, but if he he sees what I'm doing and takes a liking <laughs> to it, I am toast. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. I did think about it. It's it's unique and it's uh, 
a first. Well, I think also here's the thing. Like you have a unique view on this and you are uniquely equipped to do this because you have spent all this time traveling. You already know logistically how you can get from point A to point B or what you need to do and what you need to have. I, you know, actors and improvisers, improvisers especially, are just not great with the logistical aspect. We're not in plays. Sure. Right? We don't even want to memorize lines. I we mean, don't have cues. We, <laughs> we enter and exit at our choosing. At our will. Exactly. <laughs> and... I think that was like that was always sort of the uh, that was sort of the knock against a lot of improvisers many years ago. It was like, oh well, you're just gonna literally roll up out of a car and get on stage and start doing a show, and then you're gonna leave. And in some ways, it's like ah, I get that, but that's like not really what's happening. But also, I couldn't plan out a multi-leg. Uh, journey to Asia and really think about it logistically. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And um, so far, there's just one leg. It's the first leg. <laughs> um, but I, my idea is that I will try and right go to the next closest Add on place. To that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, but it's cool. I'm I'm starting in Tokyo, Japan. When I when I first came up with this idea, I texted my friend Mike, who lives in Tokyo and has been running a improv team called the Pirates of Tokyo Bay. And he's been doing, I think, 12 to 15 years he's been running this team. And I messaged him when I had the idea because he was naturally the first person to ask. Right. You know, and my biggest question was language. I said, do you do your shows in English? You know, do your audiences get it because it's Japanese audience? And he said, send me this long response. And then said, you know what? Let me let's just do a, a, a Facebook messenger call. <laughs> this will be much easier. And so I was at my buddy's place. It was it was um, a national holiday. So we did barbecue and, and um, drinks and pool and all that. And. We talked for like 20 minutes and I kind of asked him some things and he made me realize that I think this is doable. Right. And uh, at the time, Japan was closed still for, for COVID. This is several months ago. And so I wanted to start there, but it was closed. Um, and But by the time I got my act together and was in a place to launch this rebrand, I have an amazing new logo that uh, my friend Mary put together. Um, it just right about when I came back from, from touring around the States in August or in August, uh, I was ready, you know, ready to do it. And they announced that October 11th, Japan was opening for the first time. And so that was just a sign, you know, a sign from the, the improv slash travel right. gods yes. that that was the place to start. The door is open. Yeah. And so he's been super helpful. I'm. I'm nervous, but I'm also, I know him. I met him when I was in Japan in 2017 and he's been so helpful and talk about an organized guy that is putting this thing on his back and making it successful. Um, today, literally today, he sent me the set list uh, and it's all, you know, the set list and who's going to play what game and all of that. That's great. Yeah. So he's been incredible force of guidance right through this whole process and connecting me you know because he 
all the improvisers know each other in Asia. Right. It's a very small community over a very large geographical area. So he's basically vouched for me with all these, you know, in the, in the improv, the Facebook group and all of that and connecting with people. Our friend, you got the nod. I, I, I know, but that's important. Because <laughs> it is I, important. Because if, if I'm just a guy and then <laughs> it's like, I want to do improv, people are like, cool, dude. Yeah, okay. Uh, like Start a level one. Yeah, right. Uh, we do a show once a month. Like, we're not just going to let some, <laughs> some, uh, some improv drifter yeah, right. Join us. That'll be my brand. It'll yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> that'll be my brand. The, I'll have my my improv bindle and exactly uh, uh, step on a boxcar. Exactly. Eat a can of beans. Um, but that's been he's just been instrumental. Uh, also, your friend and and uh, fellow fellow podcaster uh, Jay Suko, who is I'd say is probably the most international improviser I know, has also. Um, connected me with all his friends across the world as well. So the it the the like the wheels are turning right. and it makes me think that this is possible, which I was I questioned. Yeah. I mean and and of course, because it's a big ordeal. Now what is the okay, so what is in your head, yeah, I know that you don't have all the answers just yet. But like what's the general timeline? What are you thinking about? You're leaving you're literally you're literally leaving this week. And tomorrow you're leaving tomorrow and you're boom out into the world. Yes. So what is what is you, what is your plan? So I leave tomorrow. That's the 19th. 12 hour flight arrive in Tokyo on the 20th cuz you lose a day and the show is on the 23rd with okay. the pirates. Okay. So you got a couple days to sort of get your bearings. Yeah, I hope I'm not wildly <laughs> jet lagged. I mean, you've just lost a day, but Yeah, a day has disappeared from my <laughs> life. Um, but I will say, I'm going to jinx this, oh, but boy. fine. Going that way. Going that way is, is different. Always easier yeah. than I've found. So the I've But been, I mean, this is a, this you're losing in a whole other cuz you cross the dateline. You do. So. You do. But for my body or whatnot, the three times I've been to Asia, I have not really had jet lag not that as, bad. Not that experience. Um, and I'm, I've, I have these points that I'm using, and I'm staying in a nice hotel for the whole week. Right. So yeah. But so it'll be it'll be a good situation. Three days, and then boom, I'm I'm hitting that stage, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then my plan. I, I feel like this is a unique opportunity to be visiting Japan. You like unique once in a hundred years kind of opportunity because they've just reopened. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's going to be any tourists there. Not a lot. And I think to explore Japan a bit, which is my favorite country, as we've talked about, I think that's a tremendous opportunity. So after this show, I'm going to head south to other parts of the country, check some things out. And then across from Southern Japan is South Korea, uh, which is right there. So ideally, I can set up a show sometime in November uh, to do Korea and then um, Hong Kong and Taiwan are the next geographically logical steps, and that seems doable. So the timeline, and this is the thing about having markers and goals. Right. I can accelerate or decelerate and... You know, if if uh, I the person I talked to in Korea says, well, we're doing a show November 12th. Great. So I have to be in Korea by that's November when, that's 12th. That's how you know when to go. Somewhere. Or if it's yeah. no, you know, December 2nd. Great. I have more time in southern Japan 
or Korea to explore right. before before showtime. Um, so the pace, but that's going to make the pace slow. I'm not going to be able to do five countries in 10 days. Not that that's the way you should do this <laughs> regardless. <laughs> I didn't really do that before, but no, I kind of went at a, a, a pace before. You, I would spend you, three or four days in a country yeah. and then move on. Um, but again, you have the knowledge. You've done this before, so you kind of have that. You have that. You have that muscle uh, built up to some extent, even yeah. though it hasn't been exercised in a while. It's going to depend on the shows. That's so. That's it's going to depend true. on the shows. I I am I am not setting my own schedule here. Um, right. But having a show will take priority over everything else because that's that's what I'm doing, and there'll be. <laughs> There'll be plenty of downtime to explore and and um, check out wherever I am. Right. But that's the plan. The plan is to, just from a financial standpoint, to go to the next closest place. Right. Um, and then go from there. So, yeah, I'm just going to work my way south. And then I think the real question will be um, if I kind of head to Southeast Asia, Singapore is sort of a a linchpin for the whole area. If I go to Singapore, do I keep going south or do I start heading west towards, um, towards India? And, um, a friend has already reached out from a new friend has already reached out in Nepal. Oh, wow. And wants me to come to Nepal and do improv. That's yeah. And so like, I didn't even know anyone did improv in Nepal, (laughs) but that was like, that was one of those moments where, where, uh, they reached out and I'm like, this is so friggin' cool. Yeah. Like this is great, and the idea is hopefully as you do more that you'll meet more people, and then you can get that kind of spread around for sure. And I I I hope to build an audience here. I right. want people to follow along with what I've been with this journey, um, and because the more eyeballs I have on me, the more eyeballs I have on the teams that I'm performing with. You're collecting eyeballs. Yeah, it's a you know it's like. A, you know, like they, they, uh, the Sith collect Jedi braids. <laughs> this is my, this is, my thing. Uh-huh. Um, that's, that's deeply weird. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I think, okay. So while well, you're heading out, what do you, what do you want from the people, from our good audience, from our, the people that, that listen to this show or that check out your YouTube page or whatever? What do, what do you, what do you want from them? Well, I would love if anyone listening knows someone who does improv outside of the United States, please let me know. Uh, improv ambassador on Instagram, on everywhere. You, I'm, I'm very findable. Um, uh, just just let me know. Say, like, hey, you know, especially in Asia, obviously, because I'm starting there. But uh, as we're going along, if, if you know someone who does improv outside the United States, let me know. I'd love to connect. And it's going to be connections like that from right. all of you that, that help me make this happen. Great. Uh, and then just keep commenting and following and liking. Uh, give a nice five-star review to this podcast that you're listening to. Um, and I just love it. I love I love when – because I work hard to put fun stuff out there. And I love when people appreciate it. And it's great. Not – you know – some people, you know, you don't send me a message every time I do an Instagram story. <laughs> but if someone reaches out and says, hey, I love the podcast or I, lo- like, I love these stories. It means a lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, someone cares because you don't yeah. always you don't always know. It's hard to do, especially from the standpoint of a performer who 
is used to being on stage and getting response directly from an audience. Yeah. All of this is, you know, you don't get any of that. Sure. So the more interaction you can have with an audience, I think the better. Yeah. Um, and, and just keep listening. We're, we're, I'm going to be traveling again um, and going to lots of different places. And you're going to be interviewing some folks. So I think with the podcast in general, yeah. what's cool about that is yeah. we're going to have a closer relationship to the YouTube page. Sure. So, you know, some stuff you might see on the YouTube page, but then there'll be like a deeper dive or like the full interview available on the podcast. Yeah. And they'll they'll all work together. So I think that's pretty neat, too. Yeah, because a, a big part of this is exploring, like you said, you want to know what it's like to do comedy in these places. And the best way to do that is to interview the people that do comedy in these places i want to know what a hey everybody get in my office scene looks like in <laughs> japan yeah uh, <laughs> <so>. exactly exactly <laughs> these are the things i want to know what their improv tropes are sure. that sure. they make fun of yeah. and uh, get get laughs about yeah exactly <laughs> um but it's exciting it's scary it's overwhelming but um i'm i'm just i i can't wait i, I can't wait to do it well, good luck, Byron. We'll talk whenever you get over there and you do your show yes. and have all that stuff. So be expecting a, a podcast to come out after that. Yeah, next and week. Next week, and then we'll uh, and yeah, and then we'll 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 keep we'll keep on this journey. That's right. And then the, you know the real goal is for you. Oh boy, to join me. Out, Which out, I would out in the world. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to because this whole adventure would be much easier if I had an automatic uh, a scene partner, <laughs> an improv partner. Right, everywhere you um, go, because then everywhere we who go, who also could... happens to be able to produce podcasts. And... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be great. I'm really excited, and uh, I think you're all you're all gonna like this uh, wild improv adventure all right well improv ambassador tell all your friends uh, obviously if you're listening to this you're already subscribed well so done you've done it you're good have you reviewed five star have, have you five star reviewed that really it really does help i have cannot you told stress your it. mom <laughs> moms love us moms love us they love it <laughs> all right byron safe travels thank you sir i will talk to you from tokyo okay <laughs>